Welcome back to the Speedy Aerocast. I'm your co-host, Dan Morin, and I'm joined by an elite crew of documentary filmmakers this week uh, as we delve into what, what really makes a vigilante tick. John Moltz is here. Did you get the shot? Oh, I, oh, I got it. I got it. I almost got okay. blown up, but I got okay. it. Uh, we are, okay, good. We are, I don't care about that part. <laughs> we are also joined <laughs> by impresario himself, Guy English. Obviously, this particular comment didn't age too well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for pulling out one of my favorite lines from the entire Man, <laughs> Diggle is back. Man, that was great. Oh, that yeah. was worth it just for the whole... That's Price of admission one, on wonderful. that one for right, David right. Ramsey's yeah. uh, not quite spit take, but... <laughs> Uh, we Ooh, we are here. <laughs> we are here to talk about Arrow season seven, episode eleven, Emerald Archer, which uh, is also the one hundred and fiftieth. Staggered a little bit there. One hundred fiftieth episode of Arrow, and thus does something. It's a little bit different. We're a little off formula this week. So, and you might notice that we too are a little off formula since this is recording on a Thursday. <laughs> Uh, and releasing on that's probably a oh, by the way, dear reader, that is one hundred percent my fault. I'm not. I was <laughs> not like, going to throw you under the bus, guy. I, I deserve to be Thanks, under the bus. The, the, yeah, the sponsor this week is my heartfelt apology because that that was. And you know what the dumbest thing was, dear reader? Uh, I I'm not. I would never do this to you because I, you know, I respect your trust in me and the the documentary work that we do here but i was ready and i I told my compatriots that i would just bs my way through the episode (laughs) because i'm like yeah whatever it's it's an episode of arrow i'm sure i'll follow along and have a couple of things before you had seen it yeah before i'd seen it i had not seen it and uh and that that clearly colored your judgment i think (laughs) well yeah clearly i think in in retrospect you wouldn't do it that way right no, I would never do that. Not now. Yeah. But I mean, especially because yeah. it was 150 and you guys were like... That's, that's why that comment does not age well. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. 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 You guys were nice <laughs> enough to... just do it. That yeah. comment does not age well. Yeah, yeah, that was a mistake. That was definitely a mistake. But anyway, you guys were nice enough to reschedule, so it is entirely this guy's fault. Uh, yeah, well, we, I'm glad we are able to be here together. I don't think it would have been the same with you uh, uh, BSing your way through this one, because it's, uh, it's an interesting episode. <laughs> no, it's actually, it really is, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think I'm on the hook for the recap this week, uh, which is going to be a little bit different, uh, in that I have to... <laughs> I've watched this twice, which I almost never do uh, on these episodes, just because of time, time constraints. But I did watch this one a second time, since we had a little extra time, uh, and I made a couple extra notes, too. Um, but, I mean, this episode, uh, to sort of kick things off, this episode is different from the very get-go, as we get the, the cla- classic, I don't know if it's classic allowed here, we get the Warner Brothers opening at the beginning, uh, followed by yeah. an almost immediate jarring shock uh, with our good friend The Question, Quentin Lance. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you said The Question. That's, that's, how, that's how I know we love each other. <laughs> Serving that one up for you. Uh, Quentin yeah, Lance, yeah. circa, I think, 2014, it says. Uh, basically talking about, well, you know, vigilantes. You know, they're not, they're not, they're not legal, but they're not, they're not all bad. Like, sometimes they do stuff the police can't. Uh, and that sort of kicks off a cavalcade of cameos cavalcade kicks off a cavalcade of cameo man i'm just i'm yeah, I'm just rolling yeah so keep saying that uh, right. and they're fighting crimea 
uh, of of uh, cameos from from people that we haven't seen in a while, including yeah. shortly thereafter, uh, Thea Queen. Um, so we are we are in the a, th- a film called The Hood and the Rise of Vigilantism, narrated by Kelsey Grammer, <laughs> um, who is I believe uncredited and also doesn't. Is that right? Oh, that was, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's Kelsey Grammer. He's uncredited, but I believe he's also... It's only really the beginning of the episode. I don't think the voiceover yeah, yeah. even really comes He doesn't back. have a lot of... Yeah, We, we right. spend kind of the first... Uh, all the way to basically through the cold open, which is fairly long this week. I think it's like eight to eight or nine minutes uh, in full documentary mode with people being interviewed and footage basically cribbed from earlier seasons as we see like because we see like slade wilson's goons overrunning the city we see rioting all these different things we see like you know shaky cam footage of vigilantes fighting things as we get this kelsey grammar voiceover i thought we were i thought we were getting a clip show for a minute (laughs) yeah right it almost seems like that but then we very quickly veer into uh some new footage so like thea queen as i mentioned what was interesting was it in the quentin lance bit we it's dated the thea queen thing is not it is unclear to me exactly when that footage is from um as it is with i didn't care i was so happy to see her oh yeah no i was delighted to see her i was just curious like did they like dig her up from her quest (laughs) you know i'm assuming i'm assuming that all of that was new i i think so i think so yeah i mean i I wasn't i don't think anything was but like in the right. in the continuity of the right. world, right. because there's stuff in here yeah, like and, the Quentin yes, stuff. In our is world, all of that stuff was shot new for this episode, right? Uh, but the Quentin stuff was, you know, it's very specifically dated to 2014, which sure, is like he's dead. Yeah, well, not only that, but it's like <laughs> season three, I think. So it's you know, it's the point where he has come around. On. Yeah, he's just sort of come around and he's fielding sort of awkward questions. So. Right, exactly. Um, we also get an interview with Ricardo Diaz in prison, and I love that the documentary crew accords him his nickname, the Dragon, because they're like, oh, I don't know, he says he says he wants to be called the Dragon, guys. Well, I don't know, put it in the Chiron, right? Like, <laughs> uh, who who claims there's no difference between vigilantes and what he does? Uh, we also get an appearance from Sarah Lance. Uh, also kind of a curious the question of when is this from because she has been dead at least, yeah. at least a couple times well, by this point i, I, I was so wondering if like, she was publicly alive at this point or not i have no i, I don't idea. think you I, can keep track and they probably don't even know oh, yeah I, I so mean, they do have it, it in the rest of the episode or the rest of the documenta- uh, documentary they have shots that are clearly prior right yes like right. going years back, oh, so yeah. you could right, imagine right. that like she's being interviewed by, uh, like, oh, but it's well, actually she, when no, could she it be? It's got to be mentions that Lance four, is dead. Right? No, she mentions yeah, that Lance yeah. is dead. So I think. I mean, I think I feel like correct. all the interviews other than Lance are supposed to be now, and all that other oh. stuff is just like footage that was shot by you know people on the street or right. security cameras right. or whatever. Well, we get know? like for example, shortly yeah. hereafter, we get the um, when they mention that Oliver's been deputized by the police department. We get camera phone c- footage from that club scene where all the people have their camera phones when he first sort of comes out as the as the Green Arrow. Uh, so yeah, they're they're making kind of an effort to have it be like this is stuff that was shot you know at the time. And some of it obviously is ridiculous. Like, there's so much really good footage of the vigilantes close up at various points. Where you're like, yeah, right, yeah, that's right. not striking, a, <laughs> strikingly well executed. <laughs> multiple, um, multiple cameras on the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I Different got the angles. sense. That, I got the sense that some of them were uh, like a B camera that they had on the set, and they used B roll footage. Mm-hmm. Like, 
certainly in one of their fights, you could see them just not connecting. Yeah, well. I saw that very early on. It's like a top-down shot, and it's like this is the wrong. <clears throat> yeah, angle, exactly. The top-down shot. It's like that's. <laughs> it's that like a stunt coordination shot. Is that like it's? It looks. It works. The first time I watched it, it looked awesome. The second time, I was like, that guy. He just not. Nobody's touching anybody. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, so we also we get a, men- a quick mention of Gotham, uh, in addition to Star City and Central City, as having a vigilante. Um, we get in another cameo, Sin, who we haven't seen in yeah. like four years, maybe three or four years. Um, yeah. uh, Quite Be- some time. Bex Taylor Klaus, who more recently might be known as one of the voices on the Voltron reboot. Um, but yeah, so that that was kind of a fun little uh, cameo there. Uh, I was so happy to see her. Yeah, no, I mean, me Sarah's too. obviously, yeah. you know, she's in my heart, but seeing Sin was just great. Like, it was yeah. great. I, I, I like that character a lot, and I'm, I'm glad that they got them back. So, And again, again, to, I mean, we'll talk about this later, I'm sure, but we, it's like it's another ode to people who have watched this show for years, and it's not just yes. like a callback to last year. It's a callback. The whole thing is a callback to the entire show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a, a very clever conceit, and they, they execute pretty well on it. Uh, all right, so we have then a quick interview with Oliver, which is interrupted by William being brought back from boarding school, and he seems a little cranky. Um, he and Oliver doesn't want him in the documentary, so we cut to a delicious shot that we've already alluded to of dig being interviewed basically in season one and saying that Oliver couldn't possibly be a vigilante because that's ridiculous. <laughs> and then smash cut to dig sitting at his desk at Argus watching that clip on a laptop and looking very awkward, which leads to the line. Obviously this particular comment didn't age too well. Uh, and everything about that was glorious. <laughs> Um, we have shots of Roy copying to being the arrow from the end of season four. Um, we have, and then, yes. and then we jump to sort of the plot for this episode, which is there's a vigilante sighting at the SCPD, uh, and basically, uh, Oliver and Dinah run out and f- go to the basement of a parking garage where they find Renee, who has been shot and reveals that the guy who attacked them in some sort of armor uh, grabbed the new green arrow. Uh, at which point, we kind of get to the... the we're not doing the documentary for this whole episode. Um, and we have a, uh, a conversation between Renee and Oliver and Dinah, um, where Renee basically cops to he's working with the, green, the new green arrow, who we refer to as the NGA, to which Oliver says, we need to find a new name. Um... Dinah is confronted by the mayor, Mayor Pollard, who is very angry about this whole, you know, vigilante situation and obviously still kind of teed off that she is deputized queen. There's a funny joke about Firestorm in there being an, a different superhero. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I actually kind of like the way they're handling her. Yeah, actually, I, uh, I agree. I think her character has come a long way from just being angry yeah. uh, foil to Oliver on yeah. the city council. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. nice. They're not just making her like angry mayor lady. Like mm-hmm. they, she's got a reason and a rationale and uh, like it, it suits her well and, and whatever I like her, especially yeah. by the end. And I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm excited about almost every aspect of this show. So, far. <laughs> uh, so uh, Pollard is holding a town hall on vigilantism because obviously she's still very annoyed about it. Uh, back at home, William is angry that Felicity has 
uh, not intentionally, but has installed a virus on his tablet as part of her security system and insists that she take it off, but he won't really admit what is actually bugging him. Uh, he claims he's angry about not coming home for Christmas break and getting shipped off to a boarding school, uh, you know, overall, but something else still going on. Um, Oliver visits Argus to get Diggs help tracking down where the new green arrow might have been taken. And he admits that she is her sister. Uh, and he kind of, you know, apologizes as he wasn't really trying to keep this, but they just honestly haven't been running in the same circles, which is true. Uh, and dig also, and we- thank God for, for grownups. <laughs> But yeah. we also have a moment, and, and but not thank, but not thank God for um, um, I keep blanking on his name, um, Mr. Terrific's uh, untimely entrance. Yeah, uh, yeah. yes, because as I was going to say, Dig is about yes. to tell Oliver about the Ghost Initiative clearly, and they're interrupted by Curtis, uh, <laughs> and somehow he never gets back to it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, leading to another Oops. good another good line from this week's episode as Oliver is there to inquire about these secret satellites. Curtis says, how do you even know about those? And we have like a full beat where Stephen Amell just looks at Curtis looks at <laughs> and then goes, Curtis, you met my wife, right? <laughs> um, uh, they track down a location, dig, and Ollie go into this old athletic cub. Uh, they're looking for somebody in an exosuit. Uh, but what they find is a whole series of trophies belonging to vigilantes and creepy stalker pictures of various vigilantes. We see uh, Renee's hockey mask, Emiko's <clears throat> mask, and then masks for both Roy Regan and uh, Helena uh, uh, Bertinelli. Uh, so he, this guy has been totally collecting these things. Uh, then we cut to a documentary shot with Roy Regan, a very brief one. And I forgot how much I like that guy. He's great. Uh, yeah. He only gets yeah. a really brief scene in here. But I've been kind of waiting for him to come back ever since his somewhat, I don't want to say ignominious, but like, anticlimactic yeah he just he just kind of left well they got, he ran out of right. powers right like his his rags basically ran out of juice and so well he he, he got all nuked yeah he got nuked right he absorbed oh, that's right he absorbed that's the right. whole nuclear yeah. bomb and then he had to leave because he yeah. had more powers but he's still doing good he says but he feels clearly seems kind of awkward about it i miss i miss rory for a lot of reasons but not least of which was possibly our Maybe worst joke, but one that we kept sticking to was uh, we kept saying they were hanging a menorah on it anytime that he did something like particularly <laughs> reminding us that, that he was Jewish. Yeah, it's horrible, but it's I like, can't make man, that joke. I, yeah, I actually well, Dan can make that joke, but I, I, I guess yeah. I, I can half make that joke. You yeah. can make half of that joke. Okay. Yeah, they're hanging. You can make four of those. A, yeah. <laughs> four of those candles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also get a clip from Barry Allen being interviewed about Oliver and reminding me that uh, Barry Allen on Arrow is my favorite Barry Allen because he doesn't yep. have to deal <laughs> with any of the baggage of his actual show, <laughs> and instead it's basically just him being him. Like, yeah, Oliver's incredibly damaged. He's, oh, he's not. He's, and he's and he's, he's just playing with the that. clapper, playing with the clapper, <laughs> yeah. uh, trying yeah. to lie. You can about, feel the lightness in his spirit as he hangs out. He's like, oh, good, I don't have to carry this. I can just hang out <laughs> right. and do that. The, right. the, his his really pathetic attempts to lie about not knowing who Oliver was before he unmasked as the Green Arrow. Uh, <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, back at the precinct, Curtis uh, has tracked down Chimera, uh, which is what he is now calling. <laughs> Uh, the the bad guy to the consternation of Oliver and Dig. Uh, he's picked an interesting site, Chimera, to hide out, which is 101 Federal 
Adam Hunt's old building, Adam Hunt being the villain from the pilot episode of Arrow. Hmm, something going on there, probably. Uh, they, the documentary crew goes in, uh, following Oliver and Dinah and the cops, and then stuff starts blowing up as Oliver fights the Chimera um, through our documentary lens. Uh, they basically chimera ha- kind of has him dead to rights actually and then uh dig saves him by blowing chimera out a window which doesn't seem to stop him and then they find emiko who is injured and demasked uh saying he's coming for you oliver um which is awkward because there's literally a documentary that shows her with no mask on now so i guess people yeah, know who she right. is um yeah Meanwhile, William shows up at Renee's house to see Zoe, uh, which is feels it's a little strange of a digression there, but I actually really enjoyed those two. They actually have good like chemistry as friends, William and Zoe. Yeah. Uh, they have an interesting conversation. William won't quite admit what's bugging him. Uh, Zoe kind of ribs him about asking out a girl. We know from the flash forwards earlier right. in the season that william is not really interested in girls uh which could be playing into some of his why he's so um troubled i guess um but yeah. we get a nice relationship between the two of them where uh zoe makes him swear that they won't end up like renee and dinah uh basically fighting all the time and renee gets some good scenes as sort of hapless dad like oh yeah, i didn't know you guys were friends Wait, you have an encrypted text channel? I didn't know. Why does anybody tell me about any of this stuff? <laughs> Parent of the year. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, um, Felicity is, is ha- like, like subconsciously hacking his tablet. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no good parents on this show. Um, we reconvene in the hospital where, the, where um, Emiko is recovering. Uh, Di- my side note here says Dinah's suit is dope because it's a pretty cool suit. Honestly, <laughs> she's got like a whole yep. like power suit and a tie and everything going on. Um, we have our our favorite uh doctor who shows up briefly. Um, because of course Emiko has disappeared. Traditionally speaking, um, we everybody doesn't. It's want- our favorite doctor, by the way. Yeah, I just I just said that two seconds ago. I know, but I'm just because I'm trying to remember her name, and I'm trying Schwartz. to prompt you to tell me who it is. Sh- I believe it's Schwartz. This okay. is um, yeah. In what I think is not the uh, that's a good question. Is she named uh? So the I noticed the the director of uh oh her so okay her name is Eliza or Elisa Schwartz. Obviously, cool. Beth Schwartz is the showrunner. <laughs> Of yeah. Arrow. I wonder if she actually, yeah, we'd have to find out. Yeah, the, actually, the we did research. We could find out if she wrote the character first, right? Arrow so. Wiki suggests it's possibly named after her. Um, and also, I will point out that the documentarian is named uh, something Pedowitz, which is the name of the president yes. of the CW. Oh, I didn't know that. I knew it was <laughs> something because it kept flashing. Kept like, oh, is that a producer or something? And then I like googled yeah. it, and I was like, oh no, it's the it's the president of the CW. Yeah, on the clapperboard. They show it too often for it to be anything else. Yeah, right? and they mention it. Uh, yeah. Oliver mentions it in the first scene. He actually introduces her. Oh, okay. oh right. right. Yeah. Uh, all right, so at the hospital, uh, nobody wants Oliver to go to the uh, the town hall. Um, uh, back at, uh, at, at Emiko's hideout, she's patching herself up. Renee shows up, and she admits to him that uh, she is Oliver's half-sister. 
Uh, Oliver then also tells Dinah about that and apologizes for not telling her sooner, but that he had to process this a bit, which she is understanding of. Uh, Pollard is skeptical and thinks that the SCPD has basically made up Chimera so Oliver can get out of being at the town hall. Dig suggests that they use Oliver as bait and bring out Team Arrow. She has some weird conspiracy theories, doesn't she? The 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 mayor. I mean, I you yeah. know, I think they they fleshed her out a little bit more, but uh, the mayor still has some like very strange conspiracy theories. One hundred percent, and that's kind of what I like about her is that the, it's crazy harebrained conspiracy theories, but at the same time. <laughs> Come on. Like you've had you mutant, made up like a global mutant. warming just to get out of this meeting. <laughs> it's not but it's not that though. It's a town that's had like a, a mutant army in the sewers. It's had like nuclear things. It's yeah, had, right, right, right. It's like how does that seem far fetched? Yeah, like the only sane capable leader is one that's just like frantic and like looking around every corner for <laughs> every possible really, She's really convinced that there are alligators down there though. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> So Dig wants Oliver. Uh, Dig wants to use Oliver's bait to lure in Chimera and then take him out with Team Arrow. Uh, we cut to the town hall where Pollard and Oliver are sort of arguing a bit before their town hall slash debate. Uh, it's also much smaller, and also this place is under construction for some reason. And she says something about it being under construction, which I didn't really understand. Anyways, slightly strange. Felt like something was missing there. Um, Felicity is watching via security cams and is also tapped into the documentary feed. Meanwhile, Renee, Curtis, and Dig suit up uh, and are glad to be back in their uniforms. Renee's got a new hockey mask. I guess that's the easy part of having your outfit just be a hockey yeah. mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he did the just uh, go to the he, big five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did the affordable version of uh, Bruce Wayne in uh, Batman Begins. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. He just, right. Spider- these things bought- are pretty. These things are made pretty well. I'm just going to get some hockey masks. Yeah, I've got like <laughs> 500 hockey masks on. Like, you know, you can stop. I can afford it. You can stop. You can stop right. a puck. You can stop a bullet. Uh, I don't think that's true. Don't test. That. Not actually true. Uh, Camara obviously shows up and attacks. Um, Oliver is thrown off a railing and through several pieces of drywall on a scaffolding. And then Spartan Wild Dog and Mr. Terrific show up to fight. Meanwhile, Felicity is at Argus uh, quarterbacking his Overwatch and gets a point out that the uh, armor is apparently Wayne Enterprise armor. Uh, I did see something online suggesting that he was using dead shots like wrist gun things, but I didn't know if that was specifically mentioned. Um, uh, yeah. During the fight. So, yeah, my take on it's like he looks like a, uh, like a repainted Deathstroke armor. Deadshot, with, Deathstroke combo. I kind of wondered if he was no, like no, a no, resurrected, but... resurrected Deadshot. Like he was back and mad. <laughs> he's he's definitely seems to have. De- this is this is why I'm saying it's a Crimea. He has the Chim- Deathstroke Chimera. armor. Wait, Chimera. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, Crimea is a, Tri- is Crimea a, is a, that's yeah, a different right. podcast. Yeah. Join us next hour for foreign affairs. <laughs> um, foreign affairs from the early 1900s. You know, you know yes. what? Yeah, yeah. Crimea yeah. River. <laughs> Sorry, join us. Had to be done. Join us at midnight. Channeling, here's Dan channeling Lex. Yeah, yeah. It's at midnight. It's humor intervention. It's not funny, but it needs to be done. Um, but no, my my just rough take on that guy was that he was kitted out with Kit from uh, Fallen Bad Guys slash mm-hmm. Heroes. And like that's why he had the, uh, the Deadshot gun, and he had armor that looked sort of like the yeah, Deathstroke could one. Be, and could be. I have a few a, other things that were. You know. I have a th- I have a theory, but we'll get there. Um, what, wasn't he wearing a hockey mask? He was wearing a hockey mask. Uh, painted. It, it was, was like, kind of. It was a little bit more like the mask that Oliver used to wear sometimes when he was going like oh, undercover. Maybe. But yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, all right. So, anyway, I didn't like the villain, but I keep going. Yeah. Um, a during the fight, a like building frame is about to fall on Pollard, and Dinah Canary cries it, thus kind of giving up her uh, secret identity. There's a pretty good fight, fight, fight here uh, with all of them teaming up to take down this bad guy, and Oliver eventually shoots him in his like one thermal exhaust port uh, with an arrow and takes him down. <laughs> Um, this is why I said I didn't like the character, the bad guy. Well, I, again, I'm, you are the green arrow. Why did you not put an arrow in that clearly vulnerable he, spot he immediately? Uh, <laughs> Pollard, show, uh, Pollard immediately shows up and arrests them all under the anti-vigilante law, except for Oliver. Uh, we learn that the guy Chimera is Kevin Meltzer, who was released from a psychiatric hospital. He was saved by the hood, became obsessed with vigilantes, and just wanted to collect all the masks. All right, that seems interesting. Was he one of those guys? That with his saw, friends. Was he one of those guys that got saved in the uh, uh, in the subway tunnels? I uh, season one, maybe. And did they did they say when he got saved? They just said by the hood. yeah seven years ago. No, they said yeah, like seven yeah, years right. ago. I don't years think ago. they said exactly when. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if that was directly uh, uh, keyed in or not. Um, anyway, a little uh, task Laurel, for the readers to figure out. Laurel can decline to press charges, but they still violated the anti-vigilante law. Uh, so unclear what's going to happen there. Um, basically, Dig is, you know, has pointed out already that he didn't think it was fair. Oliver went to prison for what they all did. And so he and Curtis and Brene make the point that they made their own decisions here. Uh, Felicity confronts Williams and uh, turns out he's been expelled from school. For reasons that we don't really know yet, but he faked a website with his test scores on it. Uh, <laughs> what an inventive kid. Uh, Dinah shows up at Pollard's <laughs> office <laughs> to uh, turn in her badge and resign. And Oliver shows up as well, saying, basically, if you're going to arrest everybody, you're going to arrest me too. Uh, Pollard says the DA won't press charges and uh, basically tells Dinah to deputize the rest of Team Arrow. Uh, finally, Oliver takes the documentary team into the wreckage of the bunker and is talking about rebuilding it and that things will be better this time. And we get a cut to the flash forward where our uh, Black Star, uh, our cage fighter from an earlier episode, is watching the footage, which has apparently been mostly banned. She is joined by a friend who is Connor Hawk, who we haven't seen since the first season of Legends of Tomorrow. Um, who is presumably still oh. John Diggle Jr. It's unclear. We don't know. Uh, she basically used the footage to locate the bunker. They find it. It's overgrown. Uh, Connor says it feels like it's haunted. And she says, Vigilantes got exactly what they deserved. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, so my one theory about this guy is we had the plot thread at the end of last week with all the notes being delivered to various right so i wondered if this guy was like a cat's paw of like some other villain who was targeting all the vigilantes oh. so that that was kind of my theory is like i felt like maybe he <laughs> yeah was he like seems muscle. like he got taken down a little fast for like having you and know, he been... basically doesn't do anything right like he he doesn't say once yeah. he's been unmasked he just looks kind of out of it which made me wonder if he was somehow being manipulated or used by some other uh some other person but it, it is unclear would you would you like to uh, take a step into conspiracy corner i would love to take a step uh, into conspiracy. i'd like corner. to take a big jump into conspiracy corner here's my thinking uh 
Curtis's boyfriend, the the uh, blonde, handsome, strapping policeman, young young Steve Rogers, yes, young Steve Rogers, <laughs> young Steve Rogers, uh, cop. Uh, I think he may be behind some stuff because he said, "Yeah, fans have a weird way of reacting." at the end yeah, yeah he's he's had a weird like in the background presence in this in in like a number of episodes where he's yeah, there he, he you don't see him with curtis yeah but he's still he's still present in like all these episodes that was a yeah, weird and shot and i couldn't tell if it was something that was done and felt like it was maybe there was something cut because i feel like he's directing that line at laurel uh and I yeah, it, it seemed like there was supposed to be something else going on there, which made me wonder if that was just a if there was like a slice or we were supposed to be taking something else for that. But I agree, it was a weird line reading slash choice to have that in there. Right, it could have been any number of things. What it wasn't was as uh, sort of blatant uh, shoot eating grin as uh, what's his name <laughs> was doing. And uh, is there a nicer way to say that? That's fine. Uh, Cheshire Cat grin that. Uh, uh, what's his name was doing two seasons ago um adrian chase adrian chase the guy that was like 18 steps ahead mm-hmm. uh, like he he was like that guy was dripping contempt for ollie right this is true this is true and this yeah. is this is like toned yeah. back but i mean it's he's too on the ball with this kind of stuff he's i just, think they're he's, probably just trying to flesh him out so that then when they eventually like get him killed we'll feel sad Maybe, yeah. Do you th- okay, so let's let's step into casino corner. Whoa! Bets on. Does he get killed before he becomes a DJ or after <laughs> he becomes a DJ? <laughs> Being a DJ is a bad life choice. We can all agree on that. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will point out that Kevin Meltzer, again, according to the Arrow Wiki, uh, Kevin Meltzer's name is a combination of Kevin Smith and Brad Meltzer, who both worked on Green Arrow comics. So. Take from that as you will. His name was a a chimera, you might say. (laughs) There are. I I did look this up because I was curious. There are there are a number of people uh, who are. There are a number of characters called Chimera in DC Comics continuity, and this does not seem to match pretty much any of them. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, I kind of figured that he's like the uh, the chameleon guy from Marvel, right? Or that's one version of him. There Taskmaster. Are, there, Taskmaster is what the one I'm thinking of. There, there are many. The guy who basically versions. adopts, yeah, he adopts all your powers, and then you got to fight him, and then it's you know, not to be confused with Sportsmaster. No, not to be, not to be no. confused. Um, no, never. You can never, you can never confuse Sportsmaster. I really try not to, because you know what his greatest sport is? Chess. <laughs> Sporting 20 case. steps ahead of you 20 <laughs> steps ahead of you um well I mean, hit you. yeah so like you could you could interpret the the setting of the adam hunt building as both sort i mean like in the meta frame of the episode it is a callback to the pilot and we get <clears> several of those this week but it is also a very specific choice to have it happen there and also made me wonder again that feels like the kind of thing that like your mastermind type villain would do right like is like oh yes i'm gonna just set him up at the 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 headquarters of his first foam. <laughs> I'm so clever. Yeah. An- Anakin would never go back to Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> um, too soon? Yeah, too way too soon. Too much sand. Uh, oh, <laughs> <Get> to- <laughs> the uh, other interesting plot point, and I don't know if they'll come back to this, but they mention uh, in the hospital that uh, because he had the masks from Rory and Helena, 
They tried to get in touch with them, but could not reach either of them. Uh, and because it's the especially weird with Rory, because we know they had the actor, and that made me wonder, yeah. are we going to see, is he going to pop up again at some point uh, later this season, maybe? Which is, I don't know, I guess we'll see. But he's not he's neither I dead nor alive, as far as we know. What I didn't really understand that about that was, uh, I guess his rags don't count as his mask. Is like they they are distinct. I guess if you have his rags, you are like nuclear proof. So well, not anymore. They were they they didn't work anymore. I guess so. Yeah, at least as far as we know. Yeah. Well, he does go say he's going to charge them up, which is I don't know. Cool, go for it, Rory. Right. (laughs) But. Um, Seems like that didn't happen, but it's hard to yeah, tell. Their, their fate is unknown, and thus it's yeah. a uh, yeah. question of what is going on there. Yeah. So can we get to a line that I found um, kind of amusing? Absolutely. Uh, which was when they're interviewing Oliver, he says, uh, he's talking about like all the things that he's done. And, and then he says, I was running all over the world trying to make things right. Um, it's like, was that before or after you skinned the guy alive? <laughs> I mean, you know, his lawyer has advised yeah. him. I, I also have that in my notes because they have they have shots of him as capuchin there, like the yeah, the uh, like from Russia, basically. Well, we know yeah. that uh, what's her name, Susan Williams, the lady that yes. he was involved with, they like did on on like figure out who he was. So maybe there was some stuff contributed there. Oh, I did like yeah, his right, bit right. about saying that he would have done this you know unmasked from the start like i felt like it was a nice there was a nice bit in there of him sort of admitting like this is what i'm good at right like this is what i do and it's nice to be able Except to do he it was in the- killing these people yeah there's that <laughs> yeah. i don't think there's a slightly you know there's i mean uh, we're gonna hand in- wave some of that i right yeah so i think the 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 sort of bsing lawyer stuff in him is like I would have done this from the start, which was about end of season three. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah right. Exactly. Like, yeah. like he's picking a start spot of like when he sort of cleaned up his act and stuff trying to murder mm-hmm. people. And yeah. like, cause no, your season one, you would not have done that from the start because you were murdering people left, right and center. <laughs> also, I like, guess just there, killing them. There yeah. is the confession implicit in this that like uh, he was, you know, obviously that he was the hood. Like, so far, I'm just trying to remember what the continuity of, like, yeah. what people know. Like, he is definitely the Green Arrow. He's definitely, uh, he seems to have copped to being the Hood. But I think he's still, there's still some weird suggestion that, like, Roy Harper was the Arrow, like, in the middle there. Is that what, like, sort uh, of the, is, is known to yeah, the public? Because he I also mean, mentions right. he's been doing this for seven years a couple times, which seems like maybe that's, you know, that's all gone out. All, any pretense has gone out the window at this point. Yeah, I mean, that documentary was going pretty lightweight. Uh, it's probably done by the same uh, the same people that uh, did Softball a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> same set of producers. Because uh, even basic questions are not being asked, right? It's like they're, they're <laughs> discussing the, the basic concept of being a vigilante. But nobody's saying that, like, so what happened to Roy? Because... Uh, he just went to jail for you, and as far as anybody knows, he got stabbed in jail and is dead. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, it just never comes up. You and know? Yet he's in our documentary. Awkward. No, Roy. Roy's not there. I mean, he's in our documentary before he gets stabbed. <laughs> he's the. It's the police file. It's the police interview yeah, with the him. Police interrogation. Oh, is that is that the only time he's in there? Yeah, I guess yeah, that's right. Yeah. We never okay. get an interview okay. from him. 
yeah uh, even yeah. though he is also on on the cast this year uh we haven't seen him yeah. in a few episodes either um yeah i don't know it, it, there is there's certainly a lot of a lot of open questions about how he has comported himself over the past several years but hey he's got immunity yeah. or whatever yeah. it's fine yeah but here's what i love about this episode um it's not about it making sense as a documentary. I don't even think it's about it making sense as like, let's take down this bad guy and how does that tie into everything? It is, uh, I, I think it makes sense. And what I enjoy about it is that it is basically just a love letter to season yeah. one going forward. Oh, yeah. All of the good bits. Like they well, don't really longer, make longer than season one too, though, I think because, yeah, include, sorry. you know, I mean, including Rory and, and just, I mean, and a lot of the footage from other seasons as well. Yeah, I meant starting from season one, taking the good bits and ignoring the crappy bits. Yeah, they, they, they did. Yeah. You know, like if right. you look at it, he never skinned a guy alive. <laughs> right? How did you? How did they edit that documentary? I'm good with that. <laughs> how did they edit that documentary? Probably the way that they would like to see the history of the show have gone. Yeah, right. You know, they mentioned right. some nuclear stuff. They mentioned some like crazy army, but like not the specifics of like, oh yeah, remember when Felicity nuked an entire city? They don't. Nope. It doesn't come up in the documentary, you know. And I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with like, look, this the, is the, the basic white, thesis okay with we the have. Washing. Well, yeah. In in real life, no. In terms of like, let's yeah, ditch right, some right. of the let's, baggage. Let's forget the like the like, episodes that we'd like to forget. Right. Which is honestly, when we started watching this season, that's what we said. Right. We said, let's never bring up. That's true. Skinny we man did. alive. We, we did, we did, and we do it every time, every single time. I can't. I can't help myself. I can't help it either. But uh, <laughs> but it's at least it's in in a contrast now, right? Like when we bring it up, we're like, "Hey, man, remember how crazy that was?" At least now we're in a better. Yeah, right. We're all in a better, better place. place. With I like, like to think our, that you know, to the point of uh, of of I guess her name is Mia uh, Blackstar at the end saying that like you know they're talking about the footage being banned like i part of me wonders like did the footage like was it ever really produced like did they finish it or like was it kind of killed and like distributed underground or something <laughs> because maybe maybe they just shouldn't have put it out yeah maybe is there anything to i assumed it was put out and then just like yeah. and then i would just bomb banned <laughs> It's like, yeah, no one cares. No, no, yeah, no, no, it was, it was, uh, actually, you know what? I'm sure they put it up because she kept calling it, uh, or kept, she did call it, uh, vigilante propaganda, which would imply it had some sort of distribution, right? I guess that's true. I mean, maybe, maybe. not technically. Yeah. You could make it and then underground just show vigilante pro- propaganda. <laughs> Under, underground vigilante. Yeah, but to be banned, it, it, to me, it would seem that like it had to have some sort of, impact or at least a perceived impact right yeah i mean you don't you don't ban stuff that nobody's ever watched that right yeah that would be weird <laughs> yeah. like, the, draw a bit of attention to it you know so, the thing yeah. the th- one of the things that i like about it is that this gives everybody a chance to just sort of sit there and do exposition about their motivation yep mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in in a way that makes sense yeah. And and an easy way, so you know it's like we don't have to. Nobody has to give anybody a room. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just <laughs> they have the room. Yeah. They have the they have the camera and the room, and they just sit there and talk about like what they what they think about what they think about the show. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in in a way, it's they took the hundred fiftieth um, to be the ultimate recap package, right? And they had a clever yeah. framing device. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like mm-hmm. if you dropped in now. 
I think you'd be okay. There's like, wow, Ollie's, yeah, maybe. Ollie's got some like family drama going on with his sister, and that's weird. Yeah. But you get a pretty good recap package. You know what happens. Yeah. Well, here we, we go. Also here's, getting, here's what people want. It seems like they're teeing up a sort of another phase of the soft reboot by deputizing the rest of the team. And we don't know exactly yep. how that's going to play out in the future in terms of like, you know, Curtis and Diggle both are, you know, Argus agents. One would think they wouldn't just be like, see you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to work yeah, as vigilantes yeah, yeah, yeah. now. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. The funniest thing to me about this, the documentary was, uh, the fact that just Argus people were hanging, like you would yeah. imagine that Argus is supposed to be a little bit more top secret than like, Hey, <laughs> Hey, what's he like? What's he like a junior director or something? Yeah. You just go talk to the documentary you guys. Right. That's right. fine. I, you know, Curtis, hey, Curtis drops yes. the name of the, of the satellite. Yep. <laughs> Which doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a, I thought that was a little, that was a little ridiculous, but that, yeah, 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 but it was yeah, yeah, in yeah. keeping with that character. So yeah. And like a little bit of levity. That's fine. You know, uh, but yeah, I, I'm curious to see how we uh, how this is addressed in the future in like the rest of these episodes because we do you know certainly Renee has already been out there being a vigilante. The uh, presumably Emiko is not uh, not benefiting from from that, even though now the police know who she is. Um, she's presumably still in violation of the anti vigilante law. Uh, and then yeah, Curtis and Dig being unknown Dinah being a cop and a and the black canary also kind of like questionable mm. uh especially because we know uh, in the future yeah. she is also she's already, she's already deputized though i mean yeah i guess that's true but she's also the captain like i feel like you're you don't you're not like the captain where you're like all right crew go out there and take these bad guys down well i get dressed up in my <laughs> superhero guard and get my staff yeah yeah <laughs> She did have she did she did the honorable thing and went to resign, which yeah, I liked. No, I agree. Although I think what she said, I'm not going to work for a police department that arrests my friends. Yeah, that was not the best. It's probably yeah. not the moral no. stand you want to say. <laughs> they're my friends. It's like no, it doesn't well, matter if they're your well, friends. Well, you know, in reality, though, <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah, I wanted her to sure, say more yeah. like, "I'm not going to work for a police department that arrests people trying to do good or something." You could have just gone with that, right? Yeah, like, right, right. There's right. that, or even that, like you know, that will let me off the hook, but won't will hold these people accountable. Like I'm coming forward to be like, I'm going to throw myself on the law as i probably as, as ollie does basically like, yeah, like yeah, literally yeah. 30 seconds later yeah. yeah don't arrest my friends it's like, no. <laughs> it's like being okay. a teenager and you're like oh Mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i like the notion it's not it's the line was delivered with conviction it just that was that was the wrong line it. it was the wrong could have used line. a little touch on that yeah, yeah. um yeah so should we uh should we ritual this do you guys have other things you want to comment about before we do that no. All right. John? I'm ready. Uh, definite Biff. Yeah. yeah. Guy? Let's recap the... Uh, <laughs> 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 Let's recap the rating scheme. We've got... Uh, Jesus, every episode. Alex? It's not every episode. You never know. It's it the 150th... episode. You know why this podcast never grows any listeners? It sucks. <laughs> but also... <laughs> also, it's all of the in-jokes. <laughs> and nobody watches we, we Arrow need, anyway. We need an episode 150. <laughs> yes, and that's what I'm trying to do. Hello, F- new listeners or readers. That's what we call you. Welcome to the <laughs> end jokes. Start by explaining that. 
Yeah, because we faxed the episode, the, the, rating, the transcript. Of the rating system saying. goes from bad middling to good. Whoa, wow, uh, that is Alex, a revolutionary Alex, rating system. Alex is, Alex is bad. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you why Alex is bad. You, you've got 150 go of these episodes to go. Yeah, you can read all of that. Um, John Jr., for another reason I'm not going to explain, is sort of the middling one. And Biff is the best you could get. Uh, this episode <laughs> is is an Emerald Biff. Oh, I, whoa, whoa. Are <laughs> you introducing Biff. a new rating? I, I, this is why I recapped the previous rating system. <laughs> <laughs> to set some context... <sighs> I feel like these podcasts guys, are really getting like, away from me. It's, it, it's, I mean, we're really not working Quentin, together well. Quentin talked about anarchy. This is anarchy. This, this is, yeah, this is it. This is not the well-oiled <laughs> crime-fighting machine this that we just saw take Sparta. down the bad guy. No. This is Sparta. Yeah. Anyway, Emerald Biff. Like, it's, it's okay. really good. I enjoy it a lot. I like the conceit of the episode. There's some silliness to it. I don't think it makes sense given the history and, or if the characters and all that. In terms of setting the scene for the rest of the show and giving me faith that they are on the right track for this season. And uh, apparently they just got picked up. So next season. Uh, so far, I'm f- feeling pretty good. And this is usually the slump period. Yeah. Like, John, by this yeah. point, is usually like, I don't yeah. want to talk to you people ever again. Well, so, so. interestingly, this is, the, this is the pivot point of the season. This is exactly, we are exactly halfway through, uh, because presumably this will be a 23-episode season, um, and we are at episode 12. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah. it's only 22 episodes this year. So either way, we're, we're basically Even right better. in the middle Still. of this season. And if I you feel better, usually, usually it sucks here and we're just dragging ourselves through the dry months. Yes. And I don't feel that way right now. I really don't. No, no, I, no, I, no. I agree. And I, I'll round you guys out with a, with a third Biff. I, you know what? Can I, can I use an Emerald Biff? Is that an option? Do we only get of course. one like in <laughs> yeah. our lifetime? How does it work? Yeah. Screw you guys. Screw you yeah. guys in your Emerald Biffs. <laughs> 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 just inventing shit. After I've already given my Biff, fine. Uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, because Biff, Biff itself is such a carved in stone, <laughs> time-honored tradition. Uh, I will say the other thing that does interest me, as I uh, mentioned in the recap, is uh, the reappearance of Connor Hawk, uh, which is mm-hmm. an interesting choice because we previously... So is that that's the same, the same actor? actor? Same actor. Oh, I wow. looked it up because I was curious. Um and in, I just assumed it was some random dude. I well, had, didn't even think about it. Yeah. Well, as soon as he said, as soon as she said Connor, I was like, wait, is that Connor Hawk? And then I went and looked him up and yeah, it's the same actor. So we previously saw him in the first season of Legends of Tomorrow, where there is an alternate future for, um, uh, for Star City in which he is the Green Arrow having taken up the mantle. Um, and that was also, I believe, previous prior to Flashpoint. Yes. So John Diggle, did, like, so we've got like multiple different things happening there, which is kind of yes. interesting. It's weird. Yeah, but, and involved John Junior. Follow those desperately trying to figure out a rating system. Yeah. Uh, which is why he changes his name to Connor because he doesn't want to be associated with the rating system. <laughs> That's yeah, probably canon. <laughs> you want chaos i'm giving you chaos uh but yeah i'm i'm excited i really enjoyed uh i really enjoyed all of this episode i thought it was well put together i agree with guy like there's things that don't quite land but overall it is a really nice job rem- reminding us all what we love about this show a lot of treats for longtime viewers which obviously includes us uh and yeah. it feels like it actually hangs together pretty well despite that like it, it you know i i would have 
could have seen this uh, this format being much more of a mess than it ends up being, and I think they actually do a really yeah. nice job of it. Yeah, yeah, they kept it to a minimum, right? Like not a minimum, but they they didn't indulge themselves by doing found footage for the entire thing, right? No, but I mean, but I will say that the the found footage of uh, well, not found footage, but it, but the sort of Blair Witch esque fight coverage. Uh, when they go to confront what's his face, uh, Chimera, yeah. is is really good. It's a it's a nice yep. take on it's a, you know it's a different twist on the same fight 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 that we've always yeah. seen. I agree, and I like when they jump back and forth. There's like a couple shots in the hospital corridor where they jump between the the show's camera and the documentary cameras, and they change like aspect ratio and stuff like that. And you know it's got a very mm-hmm. different feel, right? When it's the handheld. Um, and I kind of, I liked yep. it. it. I thought it actually worked pretty darn well. And, and it was nice to be able to not like, you didn't have to do it the whole time. Um, but they did enough of it to make it not just like a, like a, you know, a one-off like, Oh, we're going to do this for the first five minutes. And then, you know, whatever, we'll go back to being yeah. doing business as usual, but they, they did a nice job of going yeah. sort of back and forth with it. Yeah. I would j- just broadly, I would love to see more sort of special episodes per season yeah it's maybe one one or two that are just totally off book that just usually we do get one or two every season that kind of break the mold a little bit but yeah i agree that's it's always i feel like it does refresh things right when you you get a different spin on stuff like i think of the episode from two years ago where it's just oliver and felicity trapped in the bunker um, oh yeah, that was great. That was little a crazy one. bottle episode. That yeah. was great. Yeah, yeah but yeah. like, yeah, yeah, more, more, more pushing the envelope a little bit, like stuff like that. But I understand yeah. it's hard when you're seven, seven seasons in, man. Oh uh, well, I know, but so it keeps us interested. But I also think it energizes the creative. Yeah, I agree. People, the 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 crew and the actors, they get to try something new, which you know has got to feel pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Um. Do we want to do some uh, quick superhero sweep? We have we have actually spent most of this week's episode talking about the Arrow episode, which is a nice change. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, the, so, the, you know, the secret is that superhero sweep is here because uh, if Arrow stinks, we have something else to talk about. But Arrow actually, <laughs> actually sort of. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, you sent out a, a, a little link prior to this. Yeah, I did. I just said there was a casting for uh, Batwoman, which is currently, I believe, in pre-production on the pilot, I think. Um, or at least, I don't know if they're on the pilot or the uh, the whole series at this point. I know this looks like the I pilot. I have seen this link. Uh, it's the pilot. They've, man. They've cast uh, the actress Rachel Scarston as Alice, who is described as the Joker-esque leader of the Wonderland gang, which is sort of the nemesis for Kate Kane's Bat- Batwoman. Uh, and I was joking because I... Re- this photo is... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was joking with you that I recognized the name immediately because of my weird facility for names as the woman who played uh, basically another version of Dinah Lance on the Birds oh. of Prey show from 2002. <laughs> Wow. So okay, you got a that's a kooky memory you got there. I have a bizarre memory for these things. <laughs> yeah, I'm horrible with names, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this photo of her, uh, I mean, she's obviously a very fetching woman. But uh, man, could you ever see her in white? Like, make that hair green, and she, that could be terrifying. Yeah. Well, I, it's, she's, I'm, she's I'm trying to I'm trying to find a, pi- a definitive picture of that character because I don't know. I'm not familiar with the character. Yeah, I wasn't sure how much was it an existing. 
character. It's not the one with the top. It's not the one with the top hat who looks like a steampunk female jerker, right? <laughs> no, but I think if you took somebody and you, but if you if you took a, if you looks gender like, bent uh, if you gender bent the Joker, uh, you could see her just totally fitting it really well, just from this photo at least. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the elongated <clears throat> face, like the slick back hair that she's got there, the bright red lips. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking to see. So she it. looks like she's got she's got black hair and, um, and like a white face in the comic book. Okay. Yeah, I cool. was looking anyway, to see. The hair, the hair is pulled back into sort of like these bizarre ponytail sort of oh, things. Oh, I've seen a different, there's a, uh, this is or probably. Is that, is that the one, or is that the Shazam one? Or is it? Um, maybe I'm looking at the wrong one. There's a couple anyway. different. There's a couple different versions depending where you look. That's only one picture. Yeah. Uh, the Batman Wiki's got a couple pictures of. Okay. Of okay. Okay. That seems more likely. Yeah. Right. Okay. I was looking at the wrong one. Yeah. There's another picture if you click through that link I just sent you. That's a little probably more not something they're gonna do. <laughs> um. So yeah. What in the white dress there? Yeah. Oh the, yeah. The, yeah. It's a little bit much. Um. Comic oh. books, man. I can't Jeez. wear that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Just can't also, pull it, I just can't pull it off. I, I possibly yeah. just found a spoiler in looking at that article. So great. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I got to go back. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Um, yeah. So there's that. And I think the only other superhero sweepish thing that might merit a quick discussion were uh, there were new commercials aired for both. Um, Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame during the Super Bowl oh, yeah. last weekend, uh, which included oh, that's true. new footage, yeah. especially in the uh, Avengers one, which they've been extremely tight-lipped about, which I'm, I'm actually loving how tight-lipped they've been. Like, yeah. Kind of part of me was like, I actually don't want you to release anything else <laughs> in the next like two months, because I feel like it's not like anybody needs incentive to go see this. <laughs> Like that's kind of how I feel about the Star Wars movies too. Every time is like right. a thirty second commercial is fine. People are going to go watch this movie. You don't need a commercial for it. <laughs> right. But the my yeah. favorite. I don't know if you saw the Kremlinology of this trailer. Um, this is my favorite bit. I should have shared this ahead of time, but I didn't think I would necessarily. Uh, we'd be discussing this, but the um. So if you remember, they've done this a bunch of times in the past. Is they've used shots in obviously a lot of things have used shots in trailers that are not in the final movie um yeah. but there mm-hmm. have obviously been like, like in the past they've done kind of red herring shots right like in the uh, infinity war trailer famously there's like the shot at the end where they all run towards the camera um, right. including in characters the who are not there yeah uh, right and in this well, are they i mean no, the, yeah, well, okay not, ba- bruce is there bruce is everybody's in he's as the hulk but yes he's, but he's in a hulkbuster armor in the movie right. yeah Right. Uh, so there is a, a conspiracy theory that a character has been like digitally erased from some of the shots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because <clears throat> some of the shots are weirdly that seemed framed. Weird. Right. So there's like a shot with a bunch of them in a field with uh, uh, Banner and Steve and Natasha and uh, who's who else is there? Rhodey. And there's like Hawkeye? a Rhodey. big Rhodey. gap in the middle where right. it's like. Kind of seems like there's another person there, and then there's a shot Who's towards the... Who's supposed to be there? There's a shot at the end of the trailer where they're, like, walking across the hangar in the Avengers hideout, and there's another kind of slightly weird hole in the lineup. Um, and I thought that was kind of fascinating, because I, at yeah, this point... that's interesting. <laughs> at this point, it's one of those, like, 
Yeah, I totally believe that they would have done that, right? Like to not spoil oh, something. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And again, yeah, I sure. kind of <laughs> love it. I kind of love that this is the age we're at where it's like, we know you're going to pick apart every single frame of this trailer. <laughs> so we're just yeah, not yeah, going to yeah, put yeah. things in. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, one thing I did notice uh, that it's hard not to, uh, Cap's got his shield back. Yeah, there is a yeah. there is a shot of him getting a shield back. I really liked his little. So beard. that's that's a real like. I mean, and his, his hands shaking. Yeah, yeah. He's cinching it up in his hands. He's like, just that excited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, who gives it back to him? What does Pepper give it back to him? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Well, know. presumably it's in the Avengers. Like, yeah, we never is saw it. We don't warehouse. S- oh, right? I guess it's, so. It's being I- held by top men in the Avengers warehouse. <laughs> well, we don't. We, it, it was so. never seen after the events of Civil War, right? With a part where he like right, stabs right. So it Tony, into Tony Tony clearly is the one who picked it up and took it away. Tony so definitely took it. Just, the way he was looking yeah. at, like, he demanded that he drop it. So right. Yeah, I would be surprised if it was that Avengers thing. I just would have thought that Tony would be like, "No, it's mine," and like a petulant child, but. <laughs> Whatever. Well, uh, He's got it back now. So presumably, we have to have a Tony Cap reconciliation at some point, which is probably when Tony well, yeah, gives that, him the that's shield. Well, yeah, that's what I cared more about with the shield, right? Because so, uh, Cap looked great in, uh, not Civil War, what was the last one? Infinity Thanos War. destroys the world. Yeah, uh, half, Thanos half, destroys yes, the universe. Half, half. Pretty sure that's what it's called. Um, that's the name of it. I didn't like his, his half-assed shields is two half shields no 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 and i think that was done deliberately like they didn't give him i mean they could have given him a brand new vibranium shield that looked exactly like that one (laughs) you know yeah well they also could have given him uh, the old cap shield or they could have given him something that looked like a zulu shield or like you know like they could have done other stuff yeah well i mean i mean i mean you know like (laughs) the people in wakanda could have like (laughs) smelted him a a shield that was exactly like his original one they had like 20 minutes come on give yeah yeah Give yeah. him a no, they didn't because he was there for. They no, he was They're there for quick. a while, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, but like he they don't. I, give him I the believe. Shield. I believe they could have done they, it in twenty they didn't minutes. Give him the shield. I believe until that very too. late there, and they're like, oh yeah, well, I guess we should get him a shield or you know some guns or something, guys. I don't know. Like, she's 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 trying to close a trillion neurons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't work exactly. They uh, it's I true. Mean, if they, if, it's true. If they wanted to, they could think put... that it could work. She thought she could do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. She thought she could do it. They could have put Cap in a, like a, a Wakanda-style Iron Man armor and had the ultimate mega super soldier. <laughs> but, no, <laughs> but no, you know what? Here's a couple of chunks of metal to yeah. hang on your wrists, yeah. and uh, good luck with yeah. that. I am sad. That's, I've, some some of my some of my friends have complained about that fight, that whole battle scene. That it's too, uh, you know, Wakanda is supposed to be a, an incredibly advanced technology you know, nation with British. technology and they're basically all just like you know hand-to-hand combat like <laughs> well they, th- for they the deliberately send them like they deliberately send in aliens who are basically just in like a ton of them dogs that fight you at close range so <laughs> space dogs <laughs> yeah space dogs you can't like shoot they try to shoot a lot of space dogs but sometimes the space dogs get through yeah but you think that they would have something other than like i mean they're basically shooting them with the equivalent equivalent of rifles they got really and then, cool and then they have shields. to get in a hand-to-hand combat it you know i don't i don't care that much but i but i, I agree with, i mean i think it's it's a I, silly, we're all beating around the bush the biggest problem with the end game trailer is that cap shaved and i'm just very disappointed <laughs> exactly Me too. oh yeah completely <laughs> Yeah. You are not wrong. 
Uh, that was my joke when the, the first trailer dropped. I was like, uh, Thanos, uh, man, you know how lame it is to repeat a joke that you've made on Twitter and then like watch, hey, give me some more credit for this joke. Give me some, can I get some more? Anyway, <laughs> whatever. Cap, but all he got was his beard. Yeah, yeah. Cap, Thanos took Cap's beard and there's going to be hell to pay. That's, that's you know what? That's, that is a real problem. Yeah, um, it is. But, you know, I'm, I'm excited for that movie and I'm excited for uh, yeah. Captain Marvel. Um, yeah. who I think Feb- February is basically a thing I have to get through in order to get to yeah, Captain Marvel. That's right. That's, that's right. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, any last things to cover for this before we wrap up? Nope. I think we're good. Nope. Not even a sponsor this week. All right. That's fine. It was your well, sponsor. Oh, oh was your wait. Shame. The sponsor, the, my, my dumb sponsor spot was um, uh, we finally find out what those little gadgets are. Uh, on Ollie's oh, costume. Oh, yeah. He uses the when he takes one thing. out and just uses it to lockpick something. And I'm like, oh. oh, I didn't see where he pulled that yeah, he from. Yeah, it from his shoulder. Yeah, it was one of those, it was like one of those, like, round things. Look like, like little bombs. Yeah, Imperial Officer rank cylinder. <laughs> well, so it's, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's his utility belt, basically. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, he's got, he's got green arrow spray in there. Yeah. And, um, they don't even show, spray. they don't even show what it does to pick the lock. He just like presses it against the lock and then they're in. And he, I he's like, like he's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He sticks it in like a USB key and it's just, I enjoyed he, that though. Cause yeah. I, I didn't catch it until the second, the second, uh, run through for me that he takes it off. I missed the, I saw, the, I saw that twice and I missed it. <laughs> so. Yeah. I liked it. I just, liked how casual it was it was like oh we got to get in this door <laughs> i got this yeah it's great uh all right so that's a wrap on this week we will be back next week to discuss season seven episode 13 which is entitled star city slayer uh and is written by beth beth schwartz and jill blakenship uh, and will be directed by Gregory Smith, who is a uh, recurring era director and was an, an actor on the, the CW show Everwood, which I always liked. So he's done it a number of times, though. Um, so we're in, we're in good hands. And I think it's a, uh, we'll see some continuation of this plot with uh, the creepy notes that people have been getting. Uh, so yeah. we'll see if there's any uh, link in to our, our stuff this week. But uh, I would, of course, like to thank my crew on the documentary film uh guy Eng- <laughs> guy english thank you so much for uh for shooting that footage yeah well we're not licensed to make jokes this bad but we will do it next week too <laughs> john moltz <laughs> thank you for your uh, always outstanding boom work thank you yeah i'm uh, i'm looking forward to star city slayer but i'm still hoping that someday we'll get star city's white snake <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> Holy cow. Wah. Wah. Oh. Instead of dun 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 dun. Wow. Just a sad face. Yeah, and you know what the saddest face for, to exit in is uh, just a shot of Maltz at a White Snake concert. <laughs> <laughs> I would not enjoy that. That's right the up, thing. Right up That's front. The thing. Just I like, don't like any of that music. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh man! Just I only know one White Snake song. It's fine. Uh, all right. Well, that is a wrap. Uh, thank you all so much for reading along with us this week, and we will see you next time. <laughs>